Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back. We're back. And we're representing if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube. I told you I would be obnoxious about, you know, I was already a little, I wasn't really that obnoxious about Howard nah, University. Nah. Uh, but, I, but I support that. And I'm, and I'm repping um, Bowie State today, too, as well. You so are. We'll, we'll go into that. It's the HBCU episode. Awesome. And those of you who are listening and not watching, you need to just go watch. You need to go to our YouTube channel. <laughs> the yep. link is the link is is on our website making money in the music biz.com or you can go to youtube and just search 3mb podcast and i am wearing a howard university sweatshirt <laughs> i'm casual but still trying to be fly and dope and represent i need to invest in some sweatshirts and t-shirts i just have hats that's all i got oh yeah yeah I no i I every time I go to DC or I get on Howard's campus, I try to grab something. Right. Grab a little something, little something, something if I can afford it, because it's kind of expensive. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, what is our music tip for today? Well, as we were discussing before we started recording, um, you had sent me the invite to the new app. Um, my niece had beat you to the punch. So see, did you accept it from her and not me? So I didn't accept anything. I didn't say nobody's yet. I just, I wanted to read up and see what it was before I accepted anything. So, uh, but we'll talk about it today. And that's actually our music tip, which is the new app called clubhouse. (laughs) Yep. It's pretty interesting. I did, um, I actually did read up. I read an article about it. Um, with the founders, they've actually raised, I think, what the valuation is like a billion dollars for the app now. But, yeah. uh, and Facebook is actually trying to come for them. Oh, I know they all gonna be coming for this because I'm gonna give my insight because I'm on Clubhouse, yeah, and so I'll be able to give a little more. And I do think we're gonna expand this to an episode because I do believe that Clubhouse may be or this concept may be a game changer mm-hmm. in social media for real, for real. So since you sent me the invite, did you want to describe and just well just give a little quick synopsis? Of yeah, I'll give a quick synopsis because we want to make sure we bring in our special guest. But um, really, Clubhouse is another social media platform. Um, um, it's really more or less, <laughs> you basically have rooms, you have a club, and you can join the room. Like, it's like being at a conference and going to a session. And, you know, every room has a title and a topic. And so, um, the thing is this, though, you have to get an invitation. Is they're trying to make it a little exclusive. So, you can't just go to the App Store and download Clubhouse. You have to get an invitation and then with the invitation, you accept it. And then it um, basically, it does a, a survey of, I mean, I guess you could skip it, but it would behoove you to do the survey of what your interests are. Because what happens is it will send you notifications of when there are sessions or rooms or discussions right. based on your interests. And you'll get these little notifications. They're like, oh, they're talking about plants. I'm into plants. Or they're talking about the music business, which is there is a ton. And this is why I say it's a game changer. Um, and the thing is, is you have people like 
oh, I don't know, <laughs> P. Diddy, or you might have, oh, I don't know, Pharrell, like in the room or whatever. And they're talking. So you're, you, this is a, a way for you to end live, almost like you are in a, in a, in a workshop mm-hmm. or a panel discussion with, I mean, you know, major, major brands and, and labels and execs and, and you know, celebrities. Um, and you can basically get in the room and listen. And the way they have it set up is um, if you want to talk or if you have a question for these major people, they have a little icon where you raise your hand. And then if you're brought on the stage, the virtual stage, you get to ask your question or make a comment. And um, it's that, you know, like I said, we need to do a whole episode on this because this is really, to me, a a game changer in your ability to network. Yep, Um, I see that. Yes, as well, really, I mean, networking, of course, but as well as increasing your followers, because the way they have it set up is you can connect it to your Twitter and your Instagram. Mm, Okay. So when people come and to look at your profile, you can click right on my Instagram, go straight on my Instagram and see all my goods. And so my following this week alone, I've only been on Clubhouse seven whole days or maybe six, might be six. I don't know. I think we're getting on seven. My following on Instagram has just because I when it. I write and I realize I actually have relationships with folks because I'll go in a room and it lets you know, like, oh, if this particular person who is on the panel follows you, you get put in this other section and they can see you more and they may bring you more on the stage. Yeah. So I've been brought on the stage a couple of times. Uh oh. And some music. So, so, so we'll, we'll we'll pause on that. Yes. We'll, so we'll, so pause. We'll, we'll do an episode so people yes. can actually hear what happened oh when God. you were brought on stage. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about what happened. But what I say is, though, please, if you get an invitation, the music tip, I think it. as an artist, you need to accept it. Okay. Yep. I, I will accept, accept your invitation to. Thank you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> And when we do our episode, there's things you get when people accept it. But I'm not going to talk about that. You know, it's not really me. It's not. It's not but yeah. thank you. No, I only send it to people that I think really would. Of course. Well, I mean, you know, this is fam. So we got it. We got it. Right. We got it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team, not one, not two, but seven days a week. Bandzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to bandzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, 
Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Well, so. all right. So I'm going to bring on our guest today because our guest is actually one of my students over at Bowie State University. And he's one of my, my rising stars over there at the university, and I'm proud of him and his, his work. And he's, he's had some ups and downs, but we, we pull him through. And, uh, but yeah, he's doing some great stuff outside of the school. And I, I just wanted to bring him on just to help him promote him and give him an opportunity to, uh, to, to build on what he's been doing. And uh, I won't go into all that. I'll let him do that. <laughs> and I just want to introduce you all to Nate. And I don't know if you want, because I could, I could call out your whole name, but I, I think <laughs> you won't go by your name. <laughs> no, nah, don't, do, don't do that. Have people looking me up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you want to be called? Uh, I go by Nate Slacks. It's something I came up with when I was like 16 because I was in a phase in my life where like I felt like I wasn't really doing what I needed to do. I felt like I was kind of slacking and I felt like a lot of people could relate to it. And the reason I kept it is because now it's a it's a paradoxical statement because a lot of people see me as one of the hardest workers that they know, but I still call myself a slacker. Right. right. Okay. All righty. I Nate love slacks. it. Nate Slacks. <laughs> yes, sir. Cool. Well, welcome to the podcast, Nate Slacks. Thank you for having me. This is this is amazing. Uh, welcome. It's so good to have you. And I'm so glad we're going to hear your perspective. I, I, everything you just said, I, I can already tell there's there's a lot of perspective going on. So, yeah. Some, some, you know. Yeah. No, I want to hear all about it. All about it. So, so, so what we normally do uh, with our guests, we let them open up and talk about what brought them to where they are now at this point in their careers and that you're you're a college student who's getting ready to finish you graduating this semester right uh i should be graduating next year next year okay next year so uh so you can talk talk about what brought you up to this point um basically what influenced you as you grew up why you sort of chose to go into the music industry as a career path and then, you know, what brought you to Bowie State, of course. And, and from there, we can, we can sort of build on that. So go, you have the floor. Uh, <laughs> so my musical journey started like really super duper young. Like if you ask my mom and them, I've always loved to like perform and sing in front of people and dance and things of that nature. I've been like this since I was two. To be honest with you, the moment I fell in love with music, my sister, she had a VHS tape of Michael Jackson's history and I popped it in. And when I seen his Motown 25 performance for the first time, I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I was only like two during that time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so old. Like, <laughs> seeing that, I was just like, I got to learn it. So I like learned the routine step for step. I would moonwalk. Like when I graduated from uh, kindergarten, I moonwalked across the stage to get my certificate. I could see. Like, I didn't walk. I moonwalked across the stage. Uh, um, taking me to church. My grandmother had me in church every Sunday. You know, um, I would always, like, be intrigued by the choir and the instruments and the sounds. Um, I was in the school choir and things of that nature. Um, I just, and then in middle school, I taught myself, I started teaching myself how to play instruments. 
So I would go to like Best Buy and get on the drums for a little while. And I would pick up basses and guitars and start teaching myself to play the piano. And it just all like led up to me getting better as an artist because like, I felt like the more I would put my hands on stuff, the better I would get at it. You know what I'm saying? And my first time going to a recording studio was at my homie's house and I hated it at first. And I was like, I don't like it because there's other people in the room. So if I can learn to do it myself, then I can get really get good at it. And that's what led to me becoming an engineer and engineering my own stuff. I've been writing my own music as well since I was like five. Like that was the first time I wrote a song. And now we at a point where like, we just constantly seeing uh, productivity. We we always writing something, producing something, engineering something, you know. I At this point this year, my goal is to have a record come out every week that I have my hands on. Gotcha. Whether I was writing it, producing it, engineering on it, or anything. Or if I did background vocals for it, I just want to have my hands on everything. Cool. Ooh. Awesome. Awesome. Go ahead, Ken. Well, I well, no, this is I mean, I didn't hear no slacking anywhere that you <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was more so in terms of like school and things. And I graduated high school late because I, I used to get in a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? I would hang around with the older kids in the neighborhoods. They was out in the streets. I was out with them doing, you know, mm. whatever. And, mm. you know, I ended up staying back. Like I got kicked out of school at one point, but then I got back in. I was like 17 in the ninth grade. So mm. you know, I was like, all right, you know, you really like slacking on everything that you're attention on. Like you, you focused on girls and what's going on in the streets. You need to make sure that you, you, you're going to be successful in life. Cause right now hey. the path that you want is going to lead to only two paths. And we all know what those two paths are. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we need to play this. I got teen, I got an 18 year old and a 14 year old and, they're not slacking, but they all, you know, they, they be looking in the slacking room because I'm like, you know, don't, don't go look over there. But um, I, well, one thing I wanted just to make sure I ensure when, you know, the Michael Jackson reference, I think, you know, it's just a testimony to beyond. I know that we all know Michael Jackson is a megastar, but literally for you to be that young and recognize, wait a minute, yes, this man. is another That's level. Yeah. 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 I think that's, you know, that speaks volumes. And do you, one, I wanted to know what's, what would you say is your genre or style of music that you really dig into? Um, and then I'll ask the other question later because I have another question, but I, I want to kind of understand what, what is your thing? Me personally, I make a lot of hip hop, but I grew up, I didn't grow up listening to hip hop. and then I grew up listening to gospel and R&B. And my, I feel like my niche for, for creating music is R&B. Because whenever I work on an R&B record, it comes out so top tier. Like, it's, it's so amazing when it comes out. Mm -hmm. why, do you, why do you think that... So why do you think it comes out so top? I mean, I have my theory, but I would love to, to hear from you why you think it, is, it just comes out so top tier. Um, because of the, 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 the stuff that I listened to growing up. You know, like listening to the different stuff, it influenced me to like understand and hear like when a singer hits a certain note, like, okay, we can, we can build on that. Yeah. We can build on that a lot. You know, like one of my favorite groups of all time is Jodeci. And uh -huh. what they would do is they would sing each note for their harmonies four times and then they would pan them left and right. And uh -huh. I'm like, just do that. They're tired of me, but it's like, listen to your record when I send it to you. 
when I'm, when I'm done with this record, listen to how good it sounds in comparison to your, you just coming in, singing it, and then doing some ad-libs. Like, listen to the stacks that I put underneath it. Right, right. I love it because that to me is, you know, as you're, as you're moving through this and engineering and producing, I mean, yeah, your ear and the, what you're influenced by. And, and you went as far as to break down Jodeci's harmonies. And it's funny because it's like, you know, these boys, can they really sing? Can they really sing? And it's like, but you're right. It's in the production. It's in how the vocal production was laid out. And that's what like, it's like, oh, that's what's grabbing Russell Swing is a mastermind at production. Like a lot of people was like him and Dalvin did nothing. They played all the instruments. They put all the tracks together. And Devontae was the one sitting there telling them, sing this note this way. Sing this mm-hmm. note. Devontae carried the low end and Dalvin was between uh, Casey and Jojo. A lot of people don't know that. But if you pay attention and really listen, you can hear them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's that's what I I really saw in, in Nate in class is that he's listening mm-hmm. and he's listening to the music when I'm playing, playing examples and he's paying attention to the details. And that's what, what I think really is going to set him apart as a producer is that, that, that attention to detail and the focus that he has. But uh, what, what would you say uh, for you um, is the most rewarding part about being a producer and then also about running a studio? Um, for me, the most rewarding part is making somebody's uh, dreams come true. Like it's a lot of people who have amazing voices or they have this talent and nobody gets to hear it. Like they only doing it in their bathrooms or they're doing it at home and nobody gets to hear it because it's going to studios. Sometimes it costs too much or sometimes the studio is too far. Me building my studio and learning what I've learned and doing what I do gives the, the little people a chance to have a voice and to sound good while doing it. Like you're not, you're not getting, you know, half a quality. You're getting what I consider, like what I feel is industry quality. When you come to me, I'm going to make sure that, you know, this record sounds as best as it can. And the results, like the way they, they, they act when they get those results. Like I've had people, they, after they played the record, after I sent it back, they was like, they couldn't even say nothing. They was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got this, 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 this the one. Yeah. Right. Right. Awesome. And that's what's most rewarding for me, knowing that I was able to help them follow their dream. Because now I'm doing what I want to do. I've been doing what I want to I've been engineering for about three to four years. I haven't worked a regular job in about three or four years. I've been living off of the studio. So mm-hmm. I'm living my dreams. I get to help people live theirs. And that's that's what's best for me. I feel like we were here, put all put here to help somebody in some type of way. Right. Well, you mentioned you've been living off the studio. So this is your this is your gig. This is your main. This is how you are supporting yourself. My life. This is your life. <laughs> life. So I kind of have I got all kinds of questions. See, see, Dr. Smith knows you, but see, I don't. So I, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it. I don't want to take over. But what 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 inspired you to actually build the studio and decide, no, I'm going to build a studio and do this? And how are you getting your clients? What are you doing to, to get artists? Um, the inspiration behind building the studio, I was like, I was 19, fresh out, of, fresh out of high school. I didn't decide to go to college yet. I didn't know if I wanted to go to college. In fact, I took some time off because I was like, I need to figure it out. Plus, mm-hmm. I was working at a job where I was making really good money. And I'm like, I'm going to go to school and take money out of my pocket. <laughs> 
right. I'm 19 and they putting a thousand dollars in my hand every week. Yeah. Why am I, I going to go to school? Yeah. But that that was a mistake because I was young and I had no financial guidance. So it, I didn't buy a lot of the smart things that I should have. Like at 19, I should have bought a car. Yeah. And I should have I should have started putting my studio together earlier than I did. But mm-hmm. I didn't. But um, I have this homie who's uh, from the West Coast. He uh, works on a lot of big records for like Big Flock and Wale. We were like artists who were like really popular in this area. I linked up with him to uh, record a couple of times. I didn't like the way the songs come out, not because he didn't do them right, but I didn't like the way I did it because I was nervous because it was a lot in the room. It was like four or five people in the room. It's my first time in a big, big studio with a real engineer. I'm I'm fronting the money for it. So it's like, you know, I kind of feel like the man, but at the same time, it's like, I'm nervous (laughs) because who are these people and what are they thinking as as I'm doing this? Right. But then, you know, the people I was living with, they was like, yeah, we'll drop you off at the studio once a week. I was like, I can't put up $200 once a week. <laughs> stuff I want to do. It's not even things that I needed that I was doing things that I needed. I got things I wanted to do. Like at 19, I was dumb. I wanted to buy gold chains and <laughs> I was buying Jordans and this popular brand of bathing ape. I was buying stuff from them like every week. And I had a girlfriend during that time period. I was buying her stuff too. So I was like, I want to buy that stuff. I can't afford to go to the studio. Being dumb and, uh, <laughs> with no financial guidance. So um, eventually it led to me being like, all right, learn to do it yourself. If you learn to do it yourself, you can be comfortable because you can record whenever you want to. You can wake up Bye. middle of the night, song idea comes to your head, get up, cut the computer on. Or you can, um, you know what I'm saying? You can really dive into the details that you like. You don't have to worry about trying to get it done in three hours. You can take 10 hours yeah, on one song and get exactly. it done. Exactly. Now you can right. make sure everything sounds the way you want it to do. Same with production. Producers send me beats all the time. You can't send me the same beat in 10 different keys. I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want different. I want things that sound different. That's why right. I have out now. They sound different from 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 the other ones. Like code doesn't sound like X, and X doesn't right. sound like Letter to Billy. I did this to show people like you can send me whatever. I promise you, I'm going to make something out of it. Right, right. And yeah, that that that's what led to me uh building the studio. And as far as the clients go, you you know in the beginning, no nobody trusts you or your <laughs> ear. So to, to start off, I was doing five five dollars an hour. But no really five dollars an hour with no minimum you can come pay me five dollars and i would tear your song to shreds like literally it was so awful <laughs> i was that bad i would tear your song up but it sounded good to them and they liked it you know what i'm saying i could i could fake it real well like i you know what I'm saying act like i'm paying attention to the computer act like i'm knowing what i'm doing I'm looking at you like what in the world oh why does this sound so muddy right here and i didn't know how to fix it but i would make it <sighs> And over time, the more equipment I bought, I would raise the prices, but I always catered to the little man. Like when I first opened this space up right here, I did Sax House Saturdays because my studio is called the Sax House. I did Sax House Saturdays where studio time was 20 an hour. Wow. And people would people would literally buy the whole day up. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be busy from eight in the morning until two the next morning. Wow. Were you, how did you let, I mean, how did you advertise that? Did you just use social media or what did you yeah, do? I was about to say, I was on Instagram a lot. Me and my brother, we did like a, a promotional video, like when the baby was a super popular and everybody liked him. He had a song out and it was a video. My brother took of me dancing, holding the equipment up, like just <laughs> the equipment in my hand. And he'd be like, Sax House Saturdays 
Only today, 20 an hour come in and people would. Wow. I would oh, I'm it. sure they were flocking. I would post it every, I think, Thursday to let people know Sax House Saturday was coming up. And we tell them, tap in. Because for real, we we doing great work. You know what I'm saying? We going to get it done. Every Saturday, I was booked. Every Saturday. I might not get another day, but I know on Saturday, I'm going to make at least $200. Wow. There you go. Look at that that's, hustle. And that's what I'm saying. That That's, you know, people underestimate some of this generation, but... Uh, like I said, I saw a lot of lot of promise in what Nate was doing inside of class because he he is a promoter. He promotes himself. Absolutely, <laughs> got to. So, he, I walk he around with a certain level of confidence. I I gotta let you know who what I am and what, what I do. <laughs> in the middle of class, he will let you know. I will drop, I will drop the website link while he's talking. I do not care. I want you to know this is who I am. This is what I do, and this is why you should come talk to me. And and that's the thing about you know what 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 he's doing when because he believes in himself and and he really uh, focuses on on what he's doing he does basically everything I tell the class to do um, mm-hmm. when I'm in in class I tell everybody this is your network and he takes that to heart he knows exactly that that's his network mm-hmm. and that's how he's gotten people to come from the class to the studio and you can, you can tell them about. Some of the people that work in the studio with you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> the, uh, actually, I hired one of the people from 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 class. I hired one of he's he's my intern right now. We're training him so he wow. can uh, he can take over and do some things, and I can focus on doing your homework. Because <laughs> 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 last semester it was kind of stressful. I was like super busy. You know, I was in and out of the state, you know, sometimes I would be here in New York or wherever I would go places and I didn't really have time to settle in and do my work, especially because while I'm traveling, I'm still working. I'm recording people, I'm mixing, I'm mastering and mastering is such a, such a process, mm-hmm. but you know, I needed help and I wasn't going to come back to school this semester because I was like, I don't have any help. And if I can't find help, I got to take time off for me to make right. sure that I can be good so I can focus when I go back. Right. And, um, I ended up hiring Spencer. He goes by this. <laughs> he, he, he was like super eager. He's always been that way. He kind of like, he's always been somebody where I was like, he pays attention a lot. Yep. The problem is sometimes he pays too much attention to detail. And I'm like, bro, you, you thinking too much, like really just do it. But I like that about him. And he always like in your class, when the first semester I was in your class, he would always come to me and ask me for like information. Cause he's like, okay, Nate has a grasp on this. He might not explain it in a, in a nice manner or how I, I would expect somebody on YouTube mm-hmm. to explain it, but Nate gets it. And he's going to make sure that I get it. He's going to take how long it takes for me to get it. And so ended up hiring him. Um, I got a record that I'm about to, uh, I don't know if you remember miles, miles Frost. Mm-hmm. I'm about to, uh, try to get him on a hook for uh, for a record that I got that I want to okay. do. You know, um, this dude named EJ. You know, he just sent me some beats and things of that nature. It's just, but it's really just based on me walking in the the classroom with just a certain certain charisma. About <laughs> like I try to walk in every room and I don't try to dominate it, but I want people to know like, hey, that guy was here and something is special about him. Right, right. Well, I was going to ask the question about where do you think that comes from? Like, I, I just I just was having a conversation at Clubhouse <laughs> where um, I was on the stage or whatever. And we were talking to this manager, this artist manager. And she was saying how she was frustrated with her artist because 
he wasn't really responding to the social media, you know, comments, and he really wasn't being interactive with his fans and his followers. And it wasn't because he didn't want to, it's just, he didn't have the confidence. Like it's something he really wasn't doing music for that. Right. right. So where do you think, where is that coming from for you? That charisma, that confidence, especially when you talk about like, you know, you said having to be 17, going back in ninth grade, but still, you know, that, that takes a certain audacity in yourself. So where do you think that that, from i was born with it to be honest <laughs> i just feel like i was born with it i was born to walk in and be like hey this what it is he was moonwalking against his uh, across the stage <laughs> hey, the garden. At, at, at five like to, 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 like my <laughs> like i didn't want to be no firefighter i didn't want to go to the nba none of that she she read the thing she was like this is nate he said, I'm going to be the next Michael Jackson. <laughs> Took her hand out. I turned my back, went across the stage. I've always had a certain level of confidence. Uh, like, I, and I just, I don't believe in nervousness for real, for real. Cause yeah, yeah. like a lot of people would ask me, like, are you, you nervous about this situation? If I've been preparing and waiting for this opportunity, why would I ever be nervous? Right. And that's just, I just feel like some people are born with it. Some people aren't, but it can, confidence can be taught. You can teach somebody confidence. You think I, so? I, I, think you, I guess I think so. You can. I agree. I, agree. I, have, I have artists who come in here who are shy all the time. And by the time they're ready to leave the studio, they feel like they're the greatest MC and or singer in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's just how you talk to people and how you get them to interact. You can slowly break somebody out of that show. You ain't going to completely crack them open but you can slowly start to you know what i'm saying tap on it and get them to open up a little bit you just gotta talk it's, it's all in how you talk to people because spencer is slowly becoming more and more like me and i'm loving it <laughs> i'm loving it. i have it. to ask when's your birthday i this is and will knows i'm all in so let, let me figure out what his <laughs> what did the stars say about him when's your birthday i was born on a friday at 353 <laughs> On April 18th and 19th. I knew you were an Aries. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I said, he's an Aries. He's an Aries or, or a Taurus. And you're, you're close to in between. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Aries are fire starters. They, they go. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's, let's make it happen. And I've always been like that. It's, I, can't, <laughs> I can't recall a moment where I walked into a situation and I just wasn't confident about it. Or like I was just nervous. And like super duper scary. Actually, no. In high school, I was in dance class and we had the recital. And I was nervous the first night. The second night, walked on that stage so ready. And I did, <laughs> I did well the first night. I was I don't know why I was nervous because I remembered all the steps, but like I, I don't know. It was something about I guess it was the girls, they made me nervous or whatever. <laughs> Don't be blaming it on us. Don't be blaming it. That's a rare situation. But it was them. And then the second night, I walked out there with a level of confidence that, oh my God, Beyonce couldn't tell me I ain't look good. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love so, it. So, in, in all my classes, you've had a bunch of them with me. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, what, what, are, what is one or a couple of the key things that you took from my classes that has helped you the most? Um, when you first started talking about the mixing it changed how i mix it changed how i mix to be honest with you i took i took i took that and that and you know i hit you up outside of class you know trying to figure out other things as well because you know 
I'm I'm still fairly young. Like I'm only 23. So I'm still young. I still need guidance. And when I see people who I feel like, all right, cool, I can learn something from them. I hit them up. And you are one of those people who I feel like, all right, he's been around. He knows what's up. Get some information from him. And that's how I, that's how I feel about everybody who comes into my life. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yep. I try to take from, I got homies who are almost like, they basically superstars now. I hit them up all the time. Like, yo, what do I need to do to get here? How do I move to get there? Like, you take bits and pieces of everything that people teach you and you combine them and try to make it your own. But for you, yeah, you definitely changed how I mix. Like, I wasn't looking at it, you know, frequency, volume and all that. I was just, you know, what sounds sounds good? What sounds good? And And the crazy part is, I still go with do what sounds good, but I still think about what you teach in class, you know, before I go ahead and be like, all right, this, this sounds fine. So I'm going to just go ahead and leave it. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a process. And that's, that's sort of what I try to teach you all. Uh, And you said exactly what I said in class. the, The bottom line is what is your ears telling you? That's, that's the cutoff. Does it sound good? But there is a process, a step by step process that you got to go through to actually, you know, clear things. And it's just, you know, just like in any business, uh, if, if, you, if you're making a product and you've, you've dotted all the I's across the T's, that's nice. But if the product's not good, people are not going to buy it. That's facts. Right. Right. So. Right. Well, you know, you said you're 23 and I will admit, I'm not 23, but... Um, <laughs> But I will, but I got, like I said, I have an 18 year old and 14 year old. So I kind of have my, a little bit of a fingertip into kind of what they listen to and and everything. Um, And because they have a mom who's a musician, I do think that they're able to appreciate music beyond what their age group or whatever is listening to. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of, I don't force it. I mean, I think they just have, but I'm concerned about i am i'm concerned about the music industry as it relates as it relates to hip-hop as it relates to black music honestly Mm. um because i just feel like the integrity of the art form it's one thing there's the business and then there's the art so i have some concerns so you being 23 i I always want to hear from people who are not a part of my space and age and generation, you know, how are you feeling about the current mainstream? I go turn on the radio and I listen to music or I go watch on TV. What are your thoughts about what you see and hear? Um, I feel like, well, for me, I listen to music from many different perspectives because I do so much, you know, I, because I, I'm an artist, I listen to it from an artist perspective and I'm like, I get why you made the record. You, you need the, the label needed a hit or you needed a hit. So you made okay. it. And then I listen to it from an engineering perspective and I'm like, okay, it's not bad. Like sonically we're in a, we're in a place now where music is just phenomenal right, based, right. Off, based off the sounds. Like we have so many like, people are using analog gear they're bringing that back into it but then in the digital realm it's it's still sounding good mm-hmm. um i think right now the biggest genre in the world is hip-hop which is, which is which is which is a, a black music which is black music you know right right and i feel like 
sometimes the the lyrical integrity is kind of dropped <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, there's still people who are who are pushing it, and they they're still pushing like, hey, look, hip hop can still sound good. We just, the problem is it's the it's the people. I'm not blaming artists. It's the yeah. people. It's the listeners. Because a lot of consumers want to hear the same thing over and over and over and over, mm. or they want to hear something that that most people be like, "Hey, yo, that sucks." But they want to hear it, and the artists understand that and be like, "Oh, well, it sucks, but it got <laughs> it got it got him a platinum plaque." So why? Yeah, why, you know, what I'm yeah. Plenty of people who have come to my studio making songs like that. And I'm like, "What are you doing? That's not you." <laughs> That's not right. that's not the type of per- that's not the type of person you are. That's not the type of pe- that's not the type of music that you want to make. Why are you doing this? And I get it. Right. You want to try to break into the mainstream, but this is this ain't it. I feel like the best way to do all of this is to remain yourself. And a lot of artists aren't themselves. They're putting on a facade, trying to get people to come listen to them and or you know to tap into what they get. And um, I said it in a song that I have. I said, if you real, you ain't even got to state it. If your music really bumping, ain't got to beg them to play it. Right. Right. No, that mentality, I'm all about that. And I, I agree. And I, you know, it's so funny because my boys will be like, mom, you're going to like this one. Okay. Just listen. Don't listen to what they're saying, mom. Don't listen, but listen to the don't beat. Listen, listen to, to their music. Listen. Don't listen to, to what they're to saying. Listen. That's what's important. I, but that's what I told them. I said, I said, y'all, I said, yes. And you're right. Sonically. Come on. We're at a whole nother level. It's 2021. The technology is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And right which is what's making everybody think that they can do this because their access to the technology. But, but yeah, lyrically and artistically, I'm like, that's where my concern comes. And it's everything you just said that people are mimicking and they, they want to be, you know, they want money, they want fame, they want those things. And the industry to me right now is supporting that notion. Oh, they, you know, they're, they're pushing it super. Pushing it. It's, yeah. it's what's making money. Yes. Because there's yes. like there's no reason six six nine should have been as big of an artist as he is. He's literally a joke. But <laughs> people people in his hood was pushing him, and people wanted to hear. Like people were entertaining it. That's why we don't. That's why like sometimes I look at hip hop and like it's a joke right now. Yeah, because people are put. They're they're literally pushing for trash artists, and I get it. You're pushing it as a joke, but you pushing them as a joke leads to uh, a label getting behind them and seriously pushing them. And then you're like, right. I'm go away. And it's like you he can't go away. You made him who he is. Exactly. It's the Frankenstein, which is yep. really kind of our culture. That's what Trump was. You made him who he is. Ooh, man. That guy. Come on, I'm, you know, I'm, and we're finally kind of seeing that more yeah. finally. But that's Great Frankenstein monster. culture. Yes, mm-hmm. we are creating monsters in a lot of areas of, of our culture, of American culture. So thank you for saying that. You broke it down lovely. Yes. That's, that sounds like a song title, Creating Monsters. <laughs> hey, come on now. Come on, Will. Get on that track. Hey, Got to make that track. I'm about to make it. I'll mix it for you. Thanks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has been great we're getting into our near of our end of our time but i don't know will do you have a last question before we have him share how people can follow him and get i I don't assume your rates are 20 dollars an hour anymore but absolutely um, not you don't have to pay for me yeah Uh, i just want want you to to sort of project yourself and where do you see yourself in the next five years Ooh, in the next five years, you'll have a, a degree from Bowie State, of course. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I've come too far. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people doubted me. So I, I, 
I, getting the diploma was like crazy because like a lot of people doubted me for getting that. So like now getting a degree is like you shouldn't have turned your back on me when you did. Right. For me, it's kind of like, yeah, now I'm going further than <laughs> what you really thought I was like. You thought I was going to be in jail or dead. And now look at me. I'm, yeah. I got a degree. Yep. Hey. Five years from now, though? That, what do you want to be in five years musically? Let's just focus on music. Musically, I want every record in the top 10 okay. <laughs> touched by me in some way, whether I wrote one word on it, whether I played one key on it, played, put okay. one little synthesizer on it, whether I just turned one fader, I want my hands <laughs> on every record that's top 10. And I don't care what genre it is. It could be hip hop, R&B, gospel. It could be rock. I want my hands on literally everything. I also want a Neve 1073 preamp <laughs> 1B compressor to go into it because that vocal chain is amazing. I use a, a emulation of it now mm. and my vocals have never sounded better. It's kind of frightening how like technology has evolved and I could use emulations yeah. and still get that same sound from hardware. That, uh, yeah, that, that flipped me out. Actually, the other day I was watch looking at Nam and a couple other things and the, the emulations that people have, it's, you don't even have to pay the, the three to $8,000 for a Neumann mic anymore. You can get a, a mic that emulates the Neumann. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So I said, like, you know, I want that Sony C800G. Yeah. I need that. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to make more more G's to get the G. <laughs> I was say, that's a, a ten thousand dollar mic. That's what I'm saying, and I think it's off the market right now. But but this 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 how deep I go. I found several clones, and I found the clone, and that's and it's thing. only a thousand. See, that's that's the thing. There's a lot of things out there that will emulate the the expensive gear. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, for those of you all that are gearheads out there, start looking for those because that's, that's going to change your game. Totally, a change lot. It. It's going to change how you sound completely. Wow. Uh, so just wow. want to say one thing about, about Nate. Uh, the reason why he's on this podcast is because of his charisma. Like he asked <laughs> me, can I get on the podcast? I'm oh. like, sure. Middle of class. <laughs> he, he, he brought up the podcast. And like, as soon as he, he took a little breath, <laughs> can I be on the podcast? Matter of fact, no, you asked him, were there any questions? And I immediately, boom, can I, can I be on the podcast? <laughs> and I did not stutter. I said, yes. Yo. Absolutely. Listen, this podcast is everything you talk, everything we talked about in this time has been so good and so beneficial on so many levels. So I'm, I'm glad that your airy spirit <laughs> fire starter <laughs> April 18th uh, came on out because we need to and, and please if you get an invitation for Clubhouse please get up in there because there's a lot of producers talking a lot of producers and and as a female there's a lack of women in this in yep. this production scene yep. um, so I don't know what y'all are doing at Bowie to you know we got to encourage we the ladies to get more in this producers in, in the Good. program and yeah and, oh, and quick note, one of my former students, who I helped her start her business, she started it in my office. Mm. She is up for a whammy. Oh, nice. Shout nice, nice, nice. Stephanie Shipley. 
Yep. Nice. Nice. Shipley. I know some Shipley. We like nice. that. Yep. <laughs> Damn. HBCU well, thank magic. you. HBCU. Come on now. Listen, <laughs> we're going to take over the world. But um, well, thank you. This has been fantastic, Nate. If you could share how people can follow you, get in touch with you, work with you. What, what are the social media and website information tags? Um, I'm gonna start with the most important, which is my official website, because that's yes. that's important. You gotta have one of those as an artist or anything. Yep. Absolutely. You know, hit me up there. It's uh nateslacks.com. That's N-A-T-E-S-L-A-C-K-Z, not an S. Please respect my letter. It's a Z at the end of <laughs> um my social medias are pretty much the same thing at Nate Slacks on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all if you type in Nate Slacks, I'm there. You can find my music on all platforms by typing in the same thing, N-A-T-E-S-L-A-C-K-Z. And um also you can follow the studio page on Instagram, which is at awesome. the Sax House Studio. What is that again? What's the what's the studio name? The Sax House Studio. It's named after my uh, my aunt who passed away from cancer about three years ago. Okay. So that's why that's why I've, I've always decided, you know, I was going to call it primetime recordings at first. But then like that situation happened and she meant a lot to me. Like I didn't spend as much time with her as I wanted to as she was, you know, starting to go on to be with the Lord. But mm-hmm. she meant a lot to me. And like mm-hmm. she she brought a lot of happiness to my life. So I figured the one thing I could do is show someone I love the, the the respect that I have for them by naming something I love after them. There you go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again. Yes. Thank you for having me. <sighs> this has been amazing. Yeah, we have yeah. a good time. We have a really good time. So we appreciate you. This is our own clubhouse. This is our club. <laughs> well, Will, as you know I said, I mean? you gonna have to get on there. So we, we, we gonna can make our own clubhouse. But, uh, listen, we need a we need a, a club in the clubhouse. This uh, is why I'm saying. Do it. I mean, we're, well, you got so to join. You send me an invite because I want <laughs> yeah. one. Okay. I was like, send that. Once you get it, yeah, we you I'll got Nate's information. Invite. Yes, I'll send me an invite. I'll bring all of this energy over there. This ain't about yeah. nothing. I'll, yeah, I'll send my invites out. We'll do that. <laughs> Say, look, I like that. I appreciate you. you ah, yeah. all right then. I want well, to you give guys... one, more, one more quick oh. shout out. I did. Okay. While I was thinking about it. We have um, Dr. Gilbert Pryor, my colleague at Bowie, who runs hey. the music technology program. He's uh, he's nominated for a whammy as well. So oh, nice. It's a track nice. that he did. And I'm actually playing on the track. So, ah, so yeah. look at you up in some whammy land. Come on I'm, now. I'm doing that's, that's Let people know. Can we just real quick? Yeah, Awards. that's what I was about to say. Let people know because people who are not in the DMV may not know what whammy is. Yeah, but the Washington, Washington area. area Music Awards. Yep. Awesome. 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 So that's it. <gasps> All right. Well, this was wonderful. We will be back next week for more with more goodness. So thank yep. you guys. Continue to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Search 3MB Podcast or just go to makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and we have a link um, on our website so that you can, can subscribe and watch and comment and all that. And then, yes, we still are being aired on all of the podcast platforms as well as dcradio.gov. So... We're all kinds of places. Yep. 
we're everywhere. Find us. We're everywhere. We're, we're, we're doing, we're trying. We're not trying. We're doing. We're doing. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying Important. trying. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See y'all next week. Take All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. 